You put your whole self in, you take the excuses out, you let autophagy win. While stem cells grow and sprout, you cleanse, detox, and gut build balance hormones up yourself out. That's what resetting is all about. Okay, I am super excited for this episode of the Resetter Podcast because I get to bring you an interview with Dr. Christine Northrup. If you're not familiar with her work, she is, in my book, the queen of menopause. She came out with a life-changing book called The Wisdom of Menopause. It's like this thick and everything you need to know about menopause is in it. She is a wealth of information. She has been writing books for decades on women's health, and I am super excited to bring to you this interview because it was such an honor for me to sit down with her and pick her brain on on everything from menopause to immunity to the situation going on to in today's world and today's pandemic. It was just a heartwarming and enlightening interview. So I'm super excited to share it with you. Hey, Resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the Academy. And I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My Academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. Okay, 
resetters. So I have an incredible guest to bring to you. And I am not only excited to share her with you, but I have a lot of questions I want to pick her brain on. So let me just start off by uh, welcoming Dr. Christine Northrup to our resetter movement. And you have no idea how many motivated menopausal women are sitting behind me, Dr. Northrup, waiting to hear what you have to say. So welcome and thank you for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure, especially now. And I love your name, Resetters, because that's what it is, man. It's electroshock therapy for the entire system. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a whole nother, you know, there's a lot of talk about it being an earth reset and yeah. you know, there, there's so many different resets. And in our tribe and why we use the resetter idea is that there's uh, my feeling and what I know about the human body is there's there's always an opportunity to reset. The body was was really made to heal. And there's an, a moment that you can sit back and, and trust and honor it and allow the body to reset. So um, that's why we use that. But let's start off with this idea. So um, I we are living in a really crazy time for everybody, but women have more physical, emotional, and chemical stress than ever before. And if you add this increasing load of stress to a woman going through the menopause process, um, it is causing women all over the world. I mean, I hear from them all the time about how they are struggling through menopause and they don't know where they are in the journey. They don't know what's happening to them. Um, their hair is falling out. They're gaining weight. Their divorce is left and right. They uh, can't sleep. Give us sort of a big picture view of what is happening physically and spiritually to women after 40. Okay, what happens is that the ovulations kind of slow down. So you might skip some ovulations and then you'll have other times where you have maybe two ovulations in a cycle, which is why twins are more common uh, in women after 40, or at least they certainly were before all the assisted reproductive technologies. Yeah. And what that means is that you'll get big swings of estrogen and then some progesterone, but not enough. And progesterone is a calming, warming hormone. Mm -hmm. And when you're skipping ovulations and you have then all of the estrogen produced by the follicle, and then you don't have the luteal phase of the corpus luteum, then which is the body where the egg comes out of, this little uh, yellow cyst that produces progesterone. When you don't have that, and you have a lot of stress hormones, cortisol and epinephrine, which you can get by simply turning on the news for two seconds. Oh my gosh. And in the face of too much estrogen, not quite enough progesterone and stress hormones, the estrogen is metabolized down a pathway to become what's called a catechol estrogen. In other words, your estrogen becomes an additional stress hormone. Mm -hmm. And then that gets uh, funneled down the metabolic pathway to the androgens. And that's why you get the hair on your face and no hair on your head with the hair falling out. And, and at the same time, you get to this point where the body says, hey, you've been dieting to get into that little black dress for about the past 20 years. That's done. We're not doing that anymore. Um, you've been getting away with eating too much sugar like we're all doing right now during yeah. this. Yeah. And we're not going to let you get away with that anymore. And so what happens is you come, I call it sort of the Bermuda Triangle. It's a, it's a perfect storm of too much sugar, insulin at its high, 
metabolic changes as a result of that, too much estrogen, not enough progesterone, and the spiritual um, call, really, to find your voice after a lifetime of not trusting Mm. your voice, of being told, uh, like me, you call a spade a goddamn shovel, you know, like stuff that I've always seen that needed to be said. So then the thyroid Mm. goes down. um, And so the very voices, okay, let me be very clear. Who are the voices we need to hear right now? It's midlife and beyond women Mm -hmm. who have not been bought who have yes. not been bought by darkness. That's my big overarching term, okay? And we're the ones. In fact, somebody hosted something about what countries were doing the best with this mm-hmm. current thing. Mm-hmm. And, and every one of them, like New Zealand, was headed up by a woman, a woman yeah. president. So I we need, that. these are the voices that we need, like the grandmothers, that, but let me be clear. Um, being perimenopausal or just after menopause, you're becoming a queen. You're you're not a crone. A crone does not happen. I give it till maybe 80 or 90. All right. I love it. So, you know, this is not the end of being attractive or any of that stuff, but you do find your voice. You need to find your voice. And if you mm-hmm. don't find your voice, you're going to have all kinds of symptoms because the body's desperately trying, the soul, the soul is desperately trying to get you to find your voice. Mm-hmm. So if you know that, and also age 42, by the way, is the Uranus opposition. And it's also a time when the Kundalini energy begins to rise from the root chakra up. And that kundalini energy, which has been seen as a snake or, you know, in the Sphinx, that was a big snake coming over the head on the, the original Sphinx until the Saracens shot it off in whatever century. But that's just kundalini energy, the rise of your energy. But it gets stuck in the areas of the body where you have unfinished business, where you need to integrate and move up. So where does it get stuck? Second chakra, sex, money, power, third chakra, self-esteem, personal power, sense of responsibility. Um, and those are called grunthies in, a, in the Hindu traditions, grunthies. So you have to work through those because that kundalini coming up will make things worse until you pay attention. And I, and I think that's what I want women to know. Your life is not falling apart. The mm-hmm. parts that need to be upgraded are just coming up to be seen, which frankly, I think is happening on the entire mm-hmm. planet right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That, so I've been saying for, as I've, I'm 50 now and when I hit about 42, so I'm listening to you say that I'm like, oh my gosh, I started not sleeping. I started yeah. having like panic attacks that I never had before. I had depression. And so I went to all of my friends who were five, 10 years older than me. And I was like, what is this? And the general consensus in the world is like kind of that moment of like, they put their arm around you and they're like, okay, buck up. You're going through menopause. This is the beginning of it. And it's, it's, you got to suffer through it. And I felt like that. I don't, what I knew about the human body suffering was not an option for me. So I really like this. I always say menopause was my mirror. It was like this mirror staring back at me saying, do this, do this, do this, do this. That that is exactly it. That's exactly it. And, And the more we resist, the more we will suffer. But if you don't resist, you don't suffer. Yeah. Right. So the menopausal woman, 40, let's say the perimenopausal woman, 45, 47, walks into her OB's office and says, my hair is falling out. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. And she walks out with a medication. (laughs) Yeah. 
She gets some kind of SSRI, right? She right, gets, exactly. She gets an antidepressant, which takes away her sex drive and makes her a little dopey. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. You know, let's just, let's just keep them down. I mean, yep. you know, way back, they used to remove women's ovaries if they got too uh, mouthy. And by the way, the ovaries are related to the tonsils. The ovaries are related to, you know, this up here is like the ovaries of the throat. So, you know, if you look at the history of women's medicine, what, what have we done to try to keep that intuition down? Mm. You know, so SSRIs, um, removing the ovaries, any, any of those sorts of things. Um, so what you need to do instead, you just yeah. need to take a look at what's really happening. So there's some very simple things. One, most women need a little more iodine in their diet mm-hmm. because it uh, ameliorates excess estrogen. And what is T3 and T4? That just refers to the molecules of iodine in thyroid hormone. Mm-hmm. So T3 has three and T4 has four. And you just do a little bit of that and you'll find that very often your, um, your body and your thyroid just gets far better. That's uh, in short supply, iodine, and also as magnesium is. So the anxiety is often from really needing more magnesium. Here's the deal. The symptoms are real. They're pointing to soul choices. The treatments are pretty simple. So magnesium, I always like the kind that Carolyn Dean came up with, Remag and Remite, which are um, picometers of the minerals. So they're very, very well absorbed. Um, then also a little natural progesterone often works very, very well, or an herb that I like so well, I started my own little business with it from Thailand, Peraria Morifica, which has been called the miracle herb because it has very high in a certain phytoestrogen called Mirosterol. Um, maca works for some women and, uh, any of those things. But, and then the other thing is all those lifestyle things you've always meant to do, but you just didn't yes. have to this is right. This is yep. the time. You know, like the meditation. We have studies from Herb Benson down in Boston, the Mind Body Institute, that meditating 20 minutes twice a day decreases hot flashes by 90%. Wow. Now, I wow. mean, most people look at me and they, they go, well, who has time for 20 minutes of meditation twice a day? At this yeah. particular time in history, many people do. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Now we have the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was sitting in a functional endocrinology seminar trying. I So I'm 50 now. And at 42, I just my menopause symptoms just went awry. And I was trying to put the pieces back together for myself. Yeah. And, you know, I, we do in, in the Resetter Tribe as well, we do some fasting. So I tried intermittent fasting. I've been doing some keto. I've been doing keto variations. I've done some detoxing. So I slowly put all these pieces back together. And then I was sitting in a functional endocrinology seminar. And the guy said, the instructor said, if a woman has had high stress yeah. as she goes into her 40s, she will deplete her DHEA stores and yes. because it will go straight to cortisol and it'll just keep making cortisol and it won't make progesterone or testosterone. And it was like, boom, the lights went off right. for me. Right. But, oh, I get it. We can't stress anymore after 40. No, because, you know, as you know, the DHEA from the adrenals is totally related to what happens in the ovaries. There's a whole like a feedback loop there. So, but what, what do we do? The most stress in our lives is often in our forties because you're realizing, wait a minute, your kids are maybe getting ready to go off to college. 
Um, you're looking at the person you might have married when you were uh, in your mid twenties, yep. and you're saying, "God, this point of attraction now, I'm a different person." And yep. if each of you can deal with a new person being born, mm. you'd be absolutely fine. But if mm. you are being controlled in any way in a job with your mother, with your husband, with a kid, the body is going to say, "Oh no, we're done. We are mm. done." And the more you try to push that down the worse it's going to get because the body is your soul coming through your body is really trying to get your attention in a big way. Yeah. I, I think that message has to be screamed from the rooftops. I mean, I, I feel like every place I went to have this conversation with women, it was suffer through it, medicate it. There was, there was nothing given to me about let's let this new version of you emerge. So I just, uh, I love what you're saying because we do, I feel like I could, if I could go to every 40 year old woman and like tap her on the shoulder and be like, Hey, let me give you a little peek into what your forties is going to, is going to happen. And if you adapt to that lifestyle and you allow, I love this emerging, your, your world at 50 will be so much different and beyond even. And I don't know if you see this in your community. I even see women that are 10 years past their postmenopausal, 10, 20 years, and they still have the same symptoms that they had when they were going through the menopause. That's very common to be having, still having hot flashes in your 60s. Yeah. Unless you do this shift. You, you, it's like the body, the soul is patient. It'll keep trying, oh. it'll keep trying, keep trying with another symptom. But the, and you and I both know, the conventional approach is you're broken after the age of 40 anyway, because who wants you after 40? <laughs> right. You know, you can't have a baby. Well, you can now, you know, till you're 60, whatever. Not that you would want to, um, but that's the approach. So there must be a drug to fix you. And so the, what you and I need to be doing in our, in our mission here is to see if we can rescue the women who want to be rescued. Because many, 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 if, they're, if their uh, will has been taken over by the mainstream medicine or mainstream media, they're just looking for the next pill. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, yeah. and, and anyone listening, by the way, if that's your mother or something, just love her because I have not been, think of it, I've not been able in my career to change anyone's mind with data. It's almost like mm. the soul has to be ready. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, okay. So let's speak to the 46 year old woman, 47 year old woman who is stuck in the thick of it. Mm. And I, I like to kind of give steps. So like what, I mean, you gave some good ones about iodine um, and maca, but what, how do we help her? How do we, because it's one thing to hear our words and then it, it's another thing to go, I, I'm, I'm drowning help me move from this place to what you and I are talking about. Okay. So the, one of the most important things she needs to do is get decent sleep. Mm. It will reset everything. And when you have hot flashes, you can't sleep. Yeah. So one of the things that I really recommend is this thing called a chillo. You literally ah. put water in this, you know, pillow thing and then put it in your um, pillowcase, but the water will stay cool. And then, you know, you can turn it over and you've got a cool thing. That really works well. So that's available online at Chillo. Um, then you want to get rid of the hot flashes any way that you can. The Chillo really helps. Um, we do know that an estrogen prescription, and it should be a bioidentical estrogen, like mm -hmm. what matches your body, 
is the gold standard for hot flashes, but I would try the herbs first. I would try Prairie Marifica first and uh, maybe maca, one or the other generally. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work, then I would go for an estrogen prescription, but I would, you've got to stay away from Premarin. That's made from the urine of pregnant horses. Mm-hmm. It's cruel to horses. I have talked with veterinarians who that was their job to bleed the horse until it nearly fell um, or collect their urine. And the horse just stands there for years and years and they take every foal and kill it mm-hmm. um, to keep the, the horse pregnant. So the Premarin farms are horrific and most women just don't want to go along with that. And then I would avoid constantly avoid medroxyprogesterone acetate, which is um, Provera. Mm -hmm. And in the Women's Health Initiative, which stopped abruptly in 1990, no, in 2002, I remember in the first edition of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom in 94, I said, they're using the wrong drug at the same dose for everyone. They are not going to find out what it is they're trying to find out. And the, the deal was, if you take estrogen, it'll decrease your risk of heart attack but they use the wrong stuff at the wrong dose. And they use mm-hmm. Provera, medroxyprogesterone acetate, which is not native to the female human body. Mm-hmm. And it will give you menopause symptoms. It's associated with an increased risk of breast cancer. So when if you go on a hormone of any kind, make sure that it's something that matches exactly what your body makes. Now, people need to know that formulary pharmacies have been vilified um, mm-hmm. because... The stuff does not come from big pharma. The the formulary pharmacy, uh, you cannot patent a drug or a substance if it's naturally occurring. Well, Mm. the estrogen in your body is naturally occurring. The progesterone is naturally occurring. So what, but what the drug companies have done to their credit is they have patented the delivery system of some Mm. of these things. So for instance, the Vivel Dot or the Estroderm Patch, those are bioidentical estradiol, 17 beta estradiol. And the patch part is what's patented. Um, Nobody yet has done what really needs to be done, which is a combination of bioidentical progesterone with bioidentical estrogen. But you can get the progesterone as a skin cream online. You just use one quarter to one half uh, teaspoon. And with many women, that takes away migraine headaches. There's all mm-hmm. this, this whole group that gets premenstrual migraines. Mm-hmm. And if you just use a little of the progesterone on the soles of your feet or on your hands, this will often get rid of that premenstrual mm-hmm. migraine. So you start with those things to get a good night's sleep. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us is that we literally created PowerSync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man, one of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. 
So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's what I hear people say is I'm not sleeping. Yeah, I'd love to get a good night's sleep. So how do I how do I go there? What do you think lifestyle? I mean, again, if we go back to this idea that it's a mirror, I, you know, what uh, there, there's the slowing down. Are there foods we can eat? Um, Like I said, we do a lot of fasting in my community and we found that actually fasting can help the woman as she, both pre and postmenopausal women really lose weight, but they can't fast too much. Like there has to be some variation there. That's really true because otherwise, like if they're on a two day fast or something, their cortisol levels go up and it's just not good. So do you do like, just like say the 12 hour fast so that all insulin levels are down to zero before you eat again? Yeah, I, the, my general rule is that if you if a woman still has some a little bit of a cycle, that the idea is that you can fast anywhere from like an intermittent fast, like 13 hours, 13 to 15 is where all the great research is on yes. intermittent fasting. Yeah. And you might even be able to get up to a 24 hour fast where you can reboot intestinal stem cells. That's also some great research. Um, and you can get away with that until your your body's trying to make progesterone. And once it's trying to make progesterone, fasting does not, or the ketogenic diet does not work. And this is actually what I found. So in my 10-year journey, I started off with fasting being this really cool tool to be able to like keep my weight where I wanted and, you know, give me energy and better mental clarity. But then my progesterone tanked and my testosterone tanked. Whoa. And and I couldn't relax in my own skin. And so I, my periods were going now 45 days, 60 days, sometimes 90 days. So I learned that if I could track as much as I could, if I could track right before I was about to have my cycle, if I could all of a sudden carb load, if I could pull out a fasting, if I could lean into things like squashes and beans and and some some really things that we know will build progesterone, I did amazing so I could have the best of both worlds. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think that's fantastic. Just yes. fantastic. Yeah, in general, we all know. What are the culprits? It's refined sugars. Yeah. I mean, it's just period, end of story. Um, you know, uh, high fructose corn syrup being one of the absolute worst. Um, you know, the work of David Ludwig in this, his wonderful book, Always Hungry, um, he points out that any diet that keeps your insulin levels normal and keeps your blood sugar levels normal is going to be ideal. And so with many people, an intermittent fast is easy. Like for me, mm-hmm. it's just easy. It's a, it's part of my lifestyle. It's easy. I like it a lot. Yeah. And then when you don't eat breakfast, it makes the rest, of, it's just so easy. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. Um, but it's not for everybody. There are some women that they wake up hungry. Yeah. And they really, you know, need something. But in general, the foods to avoid are anything white flour, white sugar, um, just too much, too many sweets. And some people are more susceptible than others. I mean, there are mm-hmm. those women 
who really don't do well on bananas and mangoes and pineapple just because those are high sugar. But for most, that's not a problem. Yeah. I saw an interesting study showing that when estrogen goes down, insulin resistance goes up. Have you have you heard that? I have not, but it makes total sense because that's what you see epidemiologically, right? You see all these women, and this was always sort of my favorite thing clinically. I'd see women come in and they, you know, they women who'd never had any trouble with their weight or with their size. And suddenly, you know, they had this muffin top and you know, what's this about? And a lot of that was glycemic stress. For the Mm. past 20 years, they could get away with um, eating sweets and not having a problem. And over time, uh, glycemic stress moves up to insulin resistance. And how you can track this is, let's say in your 20s, you have a lipid profile done and the HDL is, let's say, 55. And then you go through time and the HDL will get lower and lower and lower because it's related to um, blood sugar and Mm. glycemic stress in the blood vessels. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Where do you think toxins fit into this? So that's the other thing. A part of my journey was just realizing if you go back and you look in the last 50 years, we've had like 87,000 toxins enter into our environment. We've got toxins in our clothes we're wearing, like they're everywhere. And and if you go and you look at the brain, the pituitary hypothalamus um, and pineal gland, they're not protected by a blood brain barrier. They're going to be very susceptible to toxins and that's what controls hormones. So where do you feel like toxins plays a part in this? I think at this time in history, it's huge. They're huge, like the pineal gland, the seat of the soul, mm-hmm. cannot function well when it gets calcified. Well, what calcifies it? Fluoride in the water. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what you need to do, and this can also help with the sleep, is melatonin. Mm-hmm. Melatonin will really help clear up the pineal gland. But in general, we all need to have a regular detox program mm-hmm. as part of our daily life. And so for me, that would be maybe the medical medium's detox smoothie, which is... Um, wild mane blueberries and um, cilantro, spirulina, barley grass juice powder, um, a little iodine, uh, and, you know, with an orange and you just mix that up and have it in the morning. Because we know there are certain foods that just chelate heavy metals. I mean, let's look at these um, uh, chemtrails in the sky. That's um, ionized aluminum and Mm -hmm. ionized heavy metals. And we know that ionized aluminum goes right into the brain. It's associated with um, dementia. Then you look at somebody who, let's say, gets a flu shot every single year, and that has aluminum in it, and that goes right into the brain. So there are many sources of these toxins, and the only way around it. And And then what else do we have now? Biofilm. You know, mm. so that in, in our microbiome, in our bodies, we mm-hmm. have, it used to be, okay, you got an antibiotic, it killed the main thing, you were good to go. Not anymore, because mm-hmm. nature always finds a way. So now we have all these antibiotic resistant strains mm-hmm. of everything, and they live in what's called biofilms. And a biofilm is uh, kind of a goopy uh, colony that we have in our bodies where bacteria and viruses hide out. And mm-hmm. a good way to get rid of biofilm is um, the juice of a couple lemons on an empty stomach uh, Mm. every single morning, and that'll help with biofilm. 
Yeah. So it's I, not like it used to be. I mean, no, in, you know, in the fifties, yeah. Okay. You could get an antibiotic once in a while, but now women are living on antibiotics. If, if yeah. let's say they have acne and they're on tetracycline forever. So our microbiomes need to be recultivated too. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, I think that's, was my rude awakening on my journey again was uh, I discovered heavy metals and that um, I was really high in lead, really high in mercury, even though I have no amalgam fillings, I don't get flu shots. Have you heard of generational toxicity that we pass the toxins down from mother to child? And it usually goes, yeah. So if you look at my family, it's been, you, you might find this interesting. My mom has really, really high lead. She has osteoporosis, which lead will bind to calcium and phosphorus. My sister has some, some thyroid and restless legs issue. And then I just had really bad insomnia and hot flashes going through my perimenopause years. And so much of that is just lead that gets passed down because lead will live in the bones. And at times of hormonal swings, it'll come out. And it can get go right up into the brain and start to affect the brain. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm with you. I mean, we've done we've done way too much stuff. Uh, GMOs are another deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, GMO foods. So yeah. you know, there's two things. Your group, my group. You know, we're all doing our very, very best to eat well, to detox, and all of that. But we also, I think, um, need to be looking at the, our state policies, government policies. I mean, this stuff didn't start yeah. until they brought all of the explosives from World War II and they didn't know what to do with them. And they made the nitrites in, nitrates into chemical fertilizers. And it made the plants grow twice mm-hmm. as fast, but pretty devoid of nutrients. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the baby boomer generation is possibly the last generation that didn't have all these toxic mm. foods and GMOs and 70 vaccines by the age of 18 and all the, and, you know, fluoridated water and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense because, you know, I, um, I asked my mom, I mean, what do you do when you're like going through menopause? You're like, oh, well, let me go ask my mom what her experience was. And she's in her eighties now. And she was like, yeah, it was easy. I didn't, yeah. it was nothing. I didn't, I didn't, I barely had a, it was like one day I had my period and then it stopped and I was fine. And <laughs> Right. Like nobody says that anymore. And so much of that is because of this toxic load. Are you are you familiar with uh, Dr. Zach Bush's work at all on the microbiome? I love his work. I love it. He's amazing. And I interviewed him right after when the coronavirus was first emerging a couple of weeks or what, four weeks ago. And one of his thoughts, I'm curious your thought on this, is that because we have sprayed so much with glyphosate and because we're such an antibiotic rich environment, um, what's happened is the bacteria have been beaten down. And at the bottom of, and I'm not a microbiologist, but at the bottom of this live the viruses. And it's that's why these viruses are emerging. Have you, have you heard that? I have not, but it make anything he says makes sense yeah. to me. That, you I know, know. I, and the other thing that I've heard that's very interesting from uh, Dr. Cowden and Dr. Andy, um, what is Kaufman? Andy Kaufman. They make quite a case that the viruses are viruses are exosomes. They're partial DNA strands from cells that are poisoned. So the cells are poisoned by toxins, radiation, you name it. And what we're calling a virus 
is a uh, simply a poison removing coming out of the cell as a result of the environmental toxins. Oh my gosh. Oh and that's gosh. an interesting, very interesting theory. Again, we're not going to know now what this was. I think that we, we may know later. And yeah. at the, so at the moment, what is our job is to keep our immunity as high as we can. And so yeah. some of the ways to do that are vitamin D. Every perimenopausal woman needs to get her vitamin D level checked. Uh, yeah. One of the organizations I adore is grassrootshealth.net. And this organization started because the woman who started it, whose name escapes me, um, said, I don't think we should all have to wait 17 years before these studies that are really showing the value of this get into the medical literature. Because you and I both know when something's found out to be really helpful, it doesn't get into the mainstream for no, 17 no. years, even yeah. now, even now with the internet. And you can see why. I mean, yeah. here we have a, an argument about um, hydro, uh, hydroquinone, whatever it is, yeah. yep. chloroquine. Why are we having this political argument? It either works or it doesn't work. It just because a certain guy says, well, this is a good idea, or, or vitamin C. Um, Linus Pauling talked about that. That's been used to treat uh, polio way, way back. These things should not be political. Yep. Either yeah. works or it doesn't work. Yeah, uh, yeah. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Where where do you feel like the menopausal woman? And I always kind of use menopausal as like, you know, in quotes, because it's like we don't have a really good term for the whole thing. It's like that's the to me the peri, the in the middle and the post. But one of the, as I started to research for my own self, what I realized is that we are always so concerned about the 40-year-old that gets breast cancer because it's so young and ovarian cancer. But if you look at the statistics, over 70% of hormonal cancers happen post-menopausal. So at least the ones that I saw. So I'm curious what happens to our immune system as we transition through this moment and how does that relate to disease and how does that relate to our current immunity with the virus? Okay, well, it's very interesting to me that, okay, so you know what you're taught as a doctor is, all right, age 50, right? If you haven't had your colonoscopy, you need one at age 50. If you haven't been getting yearly mammograms, you need them at age 50, as though age 50 is just one big cultural portal where, you know, if you're 49 and a half, no problems, but man, you turn 50 and then you got to sign up for all these things. It's, you're not a statistic. So, but these are all based on huge populations. It's like the age of 35. If you didn't have a baby yet, you know, your fertility plummets, but it doesn't, it just doesn't. And the vast majority of women get pregnant after that. I believe that what's happening is age 42, the Uranus opposition, the wake-up call. It's a mm -hmm. big wake-up call. You come to a crossroads. One road says grow, the other road says die. If you choose the road that says die, then you're a setup for all these so-called diseases of aging. Mm. And they're, they're not. They're mm. not. I always love to look at the, uh, the curves and the points on a curve, because I remember this way back in residency, looking at the points on the curve for osteoporosis for bone mm. density. Mm -hmm. And I would see 85-year-olds with the bone density of a 25-year-old. And I'd see 25-year-olds with the bone density of an 80-year-old. Interesting. And I would say, what's going on here? So what I would say to women, don't pay any attention, pay no attention to what you're told about what the course of this is. You can change mm. it at any time. 
And, and my other approach is because we assign so much to someone's age. Well, at this age, da, 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 right? Yep. So I would just suggest stopping with the age thing. Like, I don't even want to know my age. So if I have to go to the motor vehicle department, you know, I'll put down the birth date or the age and then, you know, put my hand over it and say, this doesn't apply to me. I really don't want my body to know. Like when people say, how old are you? It's like, I I don't really know. And, and if I did, I don't want my body to know. Yeah. And I use um, an elliptical trainer for years, for years. I've just put the word, you know, the, um, the age of 40 in the elliptical trainer, whenever I do an exercise machine, it's always 40 because the algorithms that work those things are all set up to decline with Mm. increasing age. Mm. And that does not need to be the case. Mm -hmm. Um, My friend Mario Martinez studied 700 healthy, healthy centenarians Mm. uh, and wrote a book called the mind body code. And he said, they all have the same thing in common. You ask them, when's the last time you saw a doctor? And they go, I don't know. My doctors are all dead, Ugh. you know, or um, you just ask them any of those questions. They don't, they don't, they're, they're, they've stepped out of the paradigm, out of the portal. Oh, and that's that. what we all need to do. And this perimenopausal time is a perfect time to do it because all of the adverse programming, the ageist programming is mm-hmm. going to come and hit you between the eyes and you will go through the dark night of the soul. You just do where you think, okay, that's it for me. Um, I'll never be attractive again. If you're single, I'll never meet a man because all the men want someone who's 20 years younger. These are all, this is all fake news. None of it is true. None of it is true, but it's in the water. It's like in the culture, right? Oh, so true. And, so and so true. what you have to do, and that's why I wrote the book, Goddesses Never Age, um, you know, because I came to a milestone birthday that I didn't want to have. And I thought, this cannot be the end. I, I, this is not, I'm not going to do it. And at the time, you know, I was learning tango and I went to Buenos Aires to dance tango. And, and again, I, I found that my dream, my hope was correct, that there was this whole other life and that it wasn't over. And then that's certainly been my experience. So what I would say to the average 42-year-old, 44-year-old, 46-year-old, I'd say, honey, you are just getting started. The best years are all ahead. And they are. Yeah. I mean, now at this point, you know, I have a pretty substantial social media following and I'll say things that are controversial. And in the past, you know, if I had one troll, someone you know, telling me, uh, you know, that I was irresponsible and dangerous and all that stuff. Now, it, I laugh at it. In the yeah. past, it would have stopped me dead in my tracks because in your 20s and 30s, you're trying to fit in. You're trying to raise a family. You've got to keep the peace. You've got to do all that. But man, every decade after the 40s, you get more and more transparent and pregnant with your truth. I love it. I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. I love that. I, so I, I turned 50 last year and my daughter just turned 20 and I feel like I'm still like my spirit age is 25. Oh, yeah. And I, I oh, always yeah. tell, I always tell her like, we're almost the same age. Soon we'll be exactly the same age. And I, it, I think there's, there's something really powerful about what you said about don't put your age into something as simple as your elliptical machine, because you're no, just, 
Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And you, by the way, I just want my audience to know, depending on when we air this, but your, what you're doing with your Great Awakening series on Facebook right now is, is incredible. So I, I, don't, I don't know what your intention is with that or what you're just, <laughs> but it's, so what, did you just feel like you wanted to come out and just start speaking because we're all in quarantine or is there? Oh, oh, this is funny. So here's what, here's what happened. So um, I was on the cover of a local magazine called Maine Women's Magazine. And it was just, uh, you know, I have had very few interviews in my own home state. But this was a wonderful interview. Very sweet. It wasn't one of those, you know, where they're trying to um, get me to be controversial or they want me to prove whatever I'm saying, which has been my whole career, you know, really like toes to the fire. How do you know what you know? Um, you know, are you a quack? That kind of thing. Um, so this was just a sweet uh, interview. But what happened is I was very involved in the informed consent movement in Maine. Um, and last summer we gathered um, over 100,000 signatures of people who wanted to simply have the right to an individualized vaccine schedule or, you know, to, because that's just important. And, and so I went to the um, my beloved is a PhD epidemiologist, so he knows this area. And he said, you should go, you should go up to the state house and testify. And I thought, okay. And I write up my little thing and it's kind of, um, it's uh, ironclad with all the peer reviewed literature and Maine's got a 95% vaccination rate anyway, which gives you herd immunity, which isn't really a thing when you've been vaccinated, <laughs> but you know, we won't get into that. But I go up there, right, to, uh, to the state house, which I've never done. I've never been political. I'm an independent. I don't care what they do. And there are three overflow rooms of parents with little kids, all these kids who were vaccine injured. And then I, I go into the hearing room and I watch as the, the powers that be on the panel ignored what I was seeing as a physician. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's women standing up there saying, I have one kid who started to have seizures two hours after the vaccine, and then all the doctors ignored me, and now they want me to give 70 vaccines to my two-year-old, and you know, by the time they're five, and um, yeah. whatever the age is. And so I just, I'd like to individualize and maybe give one at a time. Very, very reasonable. And so I thought, well, this was all reasonable. And I've always listened to my patients. That's how I got to know what I know. Mm -hmm. And it just was shoved under the table. Anyhow, um, and then for political maneuvering reasons, we lost the, the referendum because they put it on a Democratic presidential primary and not on a of mainstream everyone election. And, but there was this group of people um, that were just nasty. Um, the head of the Christian Civic League in our state said, I've never seen the vitriol um, mm. uh, that, that this has brought up. I've just sort of never seen it. And um, so, you know, we finished the campaign, but, but now, you know, we've got this wonderful group of people in our state, we're all kind of organized. Uh, who love each other and we're for informed consent. It's just mm -hmm. basic Hippocratic oath, informed consent. Yep. Everyone should know what's being injected into yourself or your child, right? Yeah. Simple stuff. Okay. So that was that. Then I'm on the cover of Maine Women's Magazine. And the next thing you know, this group is 
boycotting Maine Women's Magazine um, and all over the internet it's with a local um, business saying that uh, how could they have me on the cover at the time of this pandemic? I'm an anti-vaxxer and I believe that the virus is a hoax and all this stuff. And then they did more than that. They went to their own business page and announced there's these terms that I'm, I'm learning virtue signaling. That's a term I'm I'm interested. Virtue signaling. They are telling everybody that they are no longer going to advertise with Maine women's magazine because I am on the Mm. cover and they were so irresponsible to put me on the cover during this time of pandemic and I should be in jail, you know, and all that. And then that wasn't enough. They then called the magazine. It's kind of a new magazine and they just do a wonderful job of trying to showcase a variety of women from every walk of life. But then they said, we are no longer going to advertise with them. And then they called all the people who advertise with them and told them that they should withdraw their advertising dollars. This is called, by the way, I just learned this one, cancel culture. I heard that on one of your lives. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Okay. It means I don't think that I want to hear this so I'm going to make sure that you don't hear it either, which is not, it, it goes against civil discourse, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, we're now in that situation where all of this stuff is out there. And so one of my friends, who's an intuitive in Sedona, she, goes, she says to me, here's the thing. We need people speaking the truth more than ever. So this is not the time to retreat. Mm -hmm. It gives them too much power. Mm -hmm. This is the time to rise. And so I started on 444, the great planetary meditation day, when in fact, over a million people meditated and it changed the Schumann resonance of the earth, Mm, which is the electromagnetic field. And so I just thought, well, I'll just say something every day about this rebirth because we get we have to work with 3d that's like your hormone levels and then we have to work with 5d which is what your soul's doing and we have to integrate both of them now and so i just started every day saying a little thing about this great awakening i mean i'm an i'm a board certified obstetrician i know how you attend birth i know how (laughs) to do it and i know when it gets really hard Women want to leave when they get like Mm. almost fully dilated in transition. I'm done. I'm out of here. And Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, it's my turn to maybe I can do something with my energy field as an old soul empath, because old soul empaths just carry a lot of light, not because Mm -hmm. our ego is involved. It's because we've been on the planet so many times. Mm -hmm. We just carry light. So we're like air purifiers. And I thought, all right, I'll just use this platform and see what happens. And every day, the, it has been so positive. Why? Because I'm articulating what so many people feel, mm-hmm. but they have not heard um, any kind of thought leader say it because mainly everyone's too afraid. Yes. I mean, if, yes. if I say, um, guess how many millions of people probably have had the virus and recovered from it? What do you get in social media? There are people dying. You are being irresponsible. Like you're talking about that it's okay to go out and play. You could be killing someone. None of that is true. By the none of that is true. When this is over, we will find out more stuff that people don't want to know. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and I posted about the movie um, uh, Out of Shadow, the official, which is mm-hmm. astounding about Hollywood. Yeah. So it's a time of revelation. Yeah. But my one on um, cognitive dissonance, like how difficult it is to wake up and find out that the institutions you believed in had your best interest at heart. And when you find out that they don't, and that includes your family members, by the way. Uh, yep. yep. Um, the cognitive dissonance is so difficult. Well, what perimenopause is, is waking up and mm-hmm. seeing things you couldn't have seen before because your brain wasn't ready. So remember, mm-hmm. we go from alternating current to direct current and your FSH, LH stay up at the same level that they were at for ovulation, but for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. I call it being maximally receptive to cross-pollination. And oh so gosh, it is women after the age of 40, who are actually waking up. Oh my gosh. But there are some, you know, 18, 17 year olds now too, who are very awake and that's just freaking exciting. So anyway, that's- Oh my gosh. I I started to do it. (laughs) I I love you and I love the way you think. And uh, yeah, absolutely agree. So where do people find you? I mean, I'm I'm watching you on Facebook, so hopefully people continue there, but where where do people find you? I know you're you're redoing your books. Yep, everything's on drnorthup.com, a brand new updated version of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. I call it my post-Me Too version. You know, in 1994, when it first came out, everyone thought my patients were crazy because I made a connection between their symptoms and their life. Now it's the post-Me Too era. um, So it sort of bookends my career. That was my first first book ever. And uh, so that's coming out in May. And then I have a women's health course. So I can talk women through, hey, this is what your body is telling you and you can work with this. So that's in June. But you can find everything on drnorthrop.com. And then I have an e-news that goes out every other week. So you can get stuff there. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, I just do that every day. And by the way, it's interesting right now. um, I think so many of us are talking to each other with social media that I'll try to get those videos uploaded like five, six times before they actually go. So sometimes mm. something that I recorded in the morning won't post until 1030 at night. Oh, because every, everybody's putting their stuff on. I think everyone's yeah. putting their stuff on it. Yeah. 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 Well, we need you to keep screaming. So please, please keep keep doing it. And I adore you. And thank you so much. I mean, I, I don't know if I told you this, but when my, I really hit that low with my menopause, your book was where I went. I'm like, okay, let me, let me pull the Bible out here. And, and um, even though it was written years ago, it's still very applicable. So thank you for everything that you're doing. So grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what it's all about. You put fast cycling in. You take over eating out. You put the good fats in. Trying seven fast types out. You download Carb Manager where your food is all grabbed out. That's what it's all about. That's what resetting is all about.